Welcome to the Ramble Room. If you are a Wyoming resident, especially interested in history, maybe you, like I, have family that goes back a long time, you'll probably find this next show pretty fascinating. It's often said around Wyoming that Wyoming is just a small town with long streets. And for those of us that either have roots here or have an interest in it and have done a little bit of research into the history, you realize that that's very true. My great-grandfather, Altai Pendergraft, came to Wyoming first of all in the mid-1870s, pushing cows from Texas to Montana, kind of fell in love with this area. He used to brag that he wore out the toes of his boots riding through the grass. That sounds a bit like a tall tale, which is fine, but at any rate, when he got done cowboying and wanted to start a place of his own, in uh, 1878, he came and settled in Wyoming, and he settled down around the Glen Rock area. I believe that he went to work for the Walcott that is mentioned in this story. Anyway, the, the storyteller is Bob Walkinshaw. Those of you that heard the shows about the Flying Tigers will recognize Bob. Bob is a shirt-tail relation of mine. He was born here in Wyoming in 1923. His family goes way, way back as well. One of the reasons I wanted to share this story is that even though you may not know the characters of the places, there's an awful lot of the culture of early Wyoming folk that can be picked up by listening carefully to what goes on and what's said here. Some of you in other parts of the states will hear a lot of names you recognize. Maybe you'll put some pieces together and kind of complete your understanding of Wyoming history. One particular story that I enjoy in this is the story about some folks that buy an airplane so they can go get groceries. Seems like kind of a pricey grocery getter, but hey, whatever. Another thing that is that is interesting is a lot of us have heard of, he discusses many of these ranches that were in Wyoming in the early days, spread pretty much all over the state. And there are other ties that several of them I've been able to connect with stories that I've heard all my life. And I would anticipate that many of you will also, as I mentioned earlier, put some pieces together. So without any further delay, I would give to you uh, Mr. Robert G. Walkinshaw, also known as Old Bob, explaining a little bit of the history of early Converse County, specifically around Wheatland area and into Douglas and Glen Rock. Anyway, hope you enjoy this. Okay, uh, I don't plan on talking as long as I did last time. That may be why we've got so few people. <laughs> I want to point out where we're going to be talking about, and this may not be of as much interest to this group if I knew more about the ranches up in this country. But on the map of Wyoming here, we're going to be talking about right down in here. The towns are Wheatland, Glen Rock, and Yuva. Everybody know where Yuva is? <laughs> well, Yuva, when it did exist, right down about in there. Yuva was a little town about five miles from Wheatland. Uh, the highway doesn't go through there anymore. And when it did, it was called the Yellowstone Highway because along the road, and a lot of it was just gravel then, 
they put big rocks and painted them yellow. And it was known as the Yellowstone Highway. And then the uh, regular paved highway went through and that missed Yuva. And then they moved uh, on further west when they put uh, I-25 in. So I-25 misses Yuva by a couple of miles, I guess. But we'll mention Yuva several times when I talk about these ranches. If you're interested in, uh, in the books that I used, there's this one. This one is put out by the Wyoming Stock Growers Association, Guardians of the Grassland. And there's a lot of Wyoming history in this one. I don't know whether our library has it here or not. This is my copy and I've had it for quite some time. But there's a lot of Wyoming history in that one. I'll pass that around in case you want to look through it. Another one that deals with ranches is this one, Historic Ranches of Wyoming. And this was put out by the bank in Casper. And I don't know whether it's available anymore or not. But there are just a lot of photos of these old ranches. Uh, the one I'm going to talk about the most is not featured here. That's one of the reasons, I guess, why I am so interested in the history of the ones I'll speak of today. Because they missed them. And they should have been in here. Another book that I used to get some information is this one. And this little book is published in Scotland by Ronan Nelson. And uh, Ronan was uh, the grandson of the owner of the ranches that I'll talk about. And he came over here when I was a, a young lad. And uh, they sent him from Scotland to learn about the cattle business. We have visited him a couple of times over in Scotland in recent years. And he's still got cattle over there. He has a couple of ranches in Scotland and he raises cattle. So uh, we got to uh, play cowboy over in Scotland with him. But uh, I, I'm featured in here. They called me a small boy, I think. <laughs> but this is uh, another one. There's a picture of Roman on the back. Now, when you're talking about ranches, you largely talk about brands. There, a lot of them are known by their brands. The ones I'll talk about in a little bit here are the VR and the VR brand supposedly stood for Victoria Regina. In other words, it was owned by these interests in Britain, largely Scotland. And they put up the money for it. And that was their brand. The other ranch that I'll talk about quite a bit was called the Italic H. And this is the brand of the Italic H. In other words, just a lowercase h. This is the one where I grew up, the ranch known as the Italic H. The VR is at Glenrock, the H is near Wheatland. The one at Wheatland also had a second location on further down the Laramie River, and they were called, it was called the Scissors Ranch. 
As near as I've been able to determine, this Scissors brand was never used there. It was used by a fellow named Mitchell on up the Laramie River from these ranches that I am familiar with. Uh, Mitchell, incidentally, was the first mayor of Casper, Wyoming. I still have a registered brand. Notice this is a three iron brand. One iron brands like the Italic H are impossible to get anymore unless you can buy one from somebody who has one registered. <coughs> Two iron brands are difficult to get. And then when I registered mine, which is several years ago, it had to be a three iron brand, and that's the one that I used at Wheatland or at uh, Casper. My father's brand was a reverse RW. When we uh, grew up on um, and work, and he worked on the uh, uh, H Ranch, he had a, a little place of his own where he kept a few of his own cattle, and he branded the reverse RW. And he could feed his cattle on the process of feeding the cattle for the H Ranch. At the Glenrock VR Ranch, I had a bunch of uncles who worked there, one of which was William Walkinshaw, not this one. <laughs> but the, an older uncle and uh, his brand incidentally he had another little piece of property like my father next to the VR ranch and uh, he could take care of his just as my father did while he was doing the cattle that they normally fed on the ranch he worked for his ranch was L reverse L hmm. now I have this one registered to me now I brought along a photograph of, uh, of the Wyoming or of the uh, VR ranch at Glenrock ranch hands in the early days. This is before I was born. On the back are the names. These are typical Wyoming cowboys, and I've got four of my family in there: William Walkinshaw, Ed Walkinshaw. My father, Robert Walkinshaw, and uh, the younger uncle, Fred Walkinshaw. They're all, they're all in that crew. Now, I don't know very much about that Scissors Ranch that was downstream from where I grew up. Uh, as near as I can tell, they never used that brand, but it was always known as the Scissors Ranch. It's now at the bottom of Gray Rock Reservoir. So uh, it's covered with water now. The VR ranch at Glenrock is shown in this picture. That's the ranch buildings. It was on Deer Creek, about six miles south of Glenrock. I don't have one of the H ranch, and I don't know why, because that's where I spent about the first 17 years. <laughs> but I, I couldn't find a, a photo of the buildings there. Now this H Ranch was, I, I've referred to it as Wheatland because everyone probably knows where Wheatland is, but the post office and the town of record of that time was Yuva. Yuva is at the confluence of the Big Laramie and the North Laramie Rivers. It's about five miles up uh, the highway from uh, Wheatland. The old highway still is paved, it goes recently cl close to it and uh, I-25 misses it entirely. You can't even see it from I-25. You'd have to know right where to turn off to get to it. And tracing the ranch history, 
I use these books that I have passed around to uh, get some details that I have forgotten. And I also use old brand books because one of the ways to track history in Wyoming of ranches or people is with brand books. And this is the oldest one I have, 1936. And you can look up in here by name and see what their brand was. If you know what the brand was and know how, how it uh, was applied, you could look through here and find the, the brand and then see who is the registered owner of it now. This is the oldest one I had. I, I really needed some much older ones and probably the first ones were put out by the Wyoming Stock Growers Association. These were published by the state. The newer one I have is 1966. That's this one. You notice it got quite a bit thicker as more brands were registered. That Italic H, which was the name of the ranch where I grew up, never used that brand that I know of, or at least not while I was there or since. The, the uh, VR uh, brand is now registered to the True Ranch. They own the one at Glenrock. The one at Glenrock is now owned by uh, some of the Loomis. Harold Loomis and Mike Loomis and Jack Loomis was a family that ranched on Chugwater Creek. And uh, the H Ranch was at the confluence of Chugwater Creek and the Laramie River. The VR at Glenrock was owned originally uh, by uh, Frank Walcott. That name should be familiar to you. Frank Walcott was the leader of the Johnson County Cattle War. He was in charge of the invasion force. And he started that ranch, as near as I can tell, in about 1877 or 78. And he had borrowed money from the John Clay Company in Chicago. They were uh, dealers in, in uh, cattle. They handled cattle sales and purchases and uh, loaned money to a lot of ranches. And uh, the Tallinn Company, owned by the Nelson, Nelson Publishing Company of Edinburgh, had these ranches in Wyoming, particularly the VR at Glenrock, and they had borrowed a lot of money somewhat over $100,000 back in the, in the early 1900s. The uh, Tallinn Company had the VR at Glenrock for uh, a good many years. They sold in about uh, 19, oh, I would guess maybe 42, three along in there somewhere. And they sold it to a ranch or a farm family from uh, Worland, Wyoming. And I, for the life of me, can't remember their names. I don't remember who that was. It was then sold by those folks to a ranch family from Wheatland, Wheatland area. And that was the McGuire's. And McGuire eventually sold it uh, to the True family, True Ranch family. I can't tell you exactly what the size of the uh, Glenrock Ranch was. It was large because they fed in the wintertime 1,500 head of cattle. And of course they had to have a lot of summer pasture in those mountains south of Glenrock for, the, for their summer pasture. They also had this H Ranch at Wheatland or Yuva. 
and I, I no longer remember how large it was, but there was about three or 400 head of cattle on the H plus the scissors on the Laramie River, and the post office was Yuva. They planned uh, about one ton of hay for each head of cattle to get through the winter. Well, that'll give you some idea of the amount of hay meadow they needed and the, the size of the crews that they had to have to put up the hay. Now, the VR at Glenrock handled all of their own hay harvest. At Wheatland, there was only my dad, and usually maybe one or two, possibly sometimes in the, in the summertime, three hired hands. So they, uh, they uh, contracted the, the stacking of the hay in, at Wheatland. A, a fellow who did that kind of work as a contract would come in and put up the hay, but we had to mow it and rake it, and then he'd, he would uh, put it in the stacks. And then after it was up and had settled for some time, they'd go out and measure these stacks to tell how many tons were in each one. Often the uh, feeding in the, in the uh, wintertime was supplemented with uh, cake. That's uh, some also known as cottonseed cake. It's a, a mixture of uh, molasses and grains, and sometimes there's some, some uh, ground hay in it too. I'm sure everybody's familiar with the cake. Little cubes, they, they come out of a big mill and then a machine goes around and breaks them off as they are squeezed out. So they're about this big around and then they break off about so long. You buy it in, in 50 pound sacks. The uh, ranches were managed when I was a small boy from the Glenrock, which was the headquarters, the VR at, the, at Glenrock, by a fellow named William Booker. I don't know much about him because he died when I was quite small. My Uncle Bill, who was in the photograph, was then made the manager of the, of the uh, Tallinn Company ranches. Now the Wheatland Ranch, which of course at this time branded VR, but was known as the H Ranch, was apparently started by a fellow named F.M. Phillips. I couldn't find much information about F.M. Phillips, except that he was an early member of the Wyoming Stock Growers Association. He's in, in uh, several uh, places in the, in the big yellow book. He's mentioned as a member, but I don't know where he was from or anything about his family. My father went to the H Ranch at Glenrock from the from the uh, Glen, or from the H Ranch at Wheatland or Yuva from Glenrock about 1921 or 22. I was born in Wheatland in 23. Why he went to Wheatland, I have never been able to determine for sure. But I've I've got to put a little speculation in here. I think the manager of those Yuba ranches was a fellow named John O'Brien. And I think he died probably about the time I was born, thereabout. And that's when they sent my father down to, to manage those Wheatland ranches. When I was quite small, about five or six, I 
found where the old blacksmith shop of the H Ranch was, and then among the, the pile of uh, scrap metal, I found a branding iron, an H. And I took it home, and I had it for a long time, and one summer, a fellow came through who said he had worked on that ranch before, long before the Tallinn Company purchased it. And I got the branding iron out and showed it to him, and he wanted it the worst way. And he offered me a silver dollar for it, so I sold it. <laughs> the H Ranch, the Euler Ranch, was sold to Mike Loomis of Wheatland, for his son Jack Loomis about 1937. And that's when I was about ready to go to high school. So my folks moved into Wheatland so I could start high school and then two years later my sister was ready for high school too. The Loomis home ranch was upstream. It was a neighbor upstream on Chugwater Creek it was occupied by a, a, a Loomis named Harold. Uh, Jack's daughter, Jack was the one who ended up with the H Ranch, his daughter Bonnie was, uh, you know, I think, no, not, not Jack's daughter, uh, Harold's daughter. She ended up with all of the Loomis ranches. She was a, an only, only child in that family after uh, we got down to the Jack and Harold, and uh, she was uh, Harold's daughter, and, and Jack Lewis never had any children, so Bonnie ended up with a whole bunch. She's now deceased also, and I don't, I don't know who's living there now. I don't know how the Tallinn Company, the Edinburgh Company, acquired the H Ranch, but I sus suspect that maybe they also had loaned money on that. I wouldn't know to whom it would, would they had loaned it, but it probably went through John Clay and uh, was a foreclosure also in the early days. Now, I mentioned John O'Brien was, uh, I think, the manager of the H before my father, and his uh, little place was upstream on the Laramie River, and uh, he was long gone, of course, before I was born, or, or shortly before, and his, his uh, widow lived there. And my sister and I used to go up there uh, to, to his place where his widow lived, and she would be our babysitter when the folks had a party to attend or uh, had to go somewhere for a few days. We'd stay with uh, Mrs. O'Brien. Some other ranches that I've heard a lot about, and you may have too, but I won't go into any details on them. I just will mention them because you may have heard of these names. The Mule Shoe, and that was at, on Sabile Creek out of Wheatland, Wyoming. The Two Dot, owned by the Taggart family at Cody, out of Cody. Uh, there was a doctor in Wheatland named Pfeiffer, uh, Fred Pfeiffer. And uh, he was quite a, a well-known, nationally known MD. He had the Wheatland uh, Hospital and also the next ranch above 
the Loomis Ranch on Chugwater Creek. So and that's still in operation as far as I know. The Swan Company at Chugwater, Wyoming, that was really a big one. They ranged clear up in the, probably up into near Sundance and Gillette. The Goose Egg at Casper, that's a, it was a common known brand and ranch. It was owned by the Seawright Brothers originally, later by the Swan Company. And I have no idea who has it now. It was southwest of Casper out toward, uh, on the Rollins Highway, out toward uh, Alcova. The Ogallala Ranch at Douglas, that was owned by the Irvins. And the last I knew, Van Irvin was still down there. The Two Bar was another one. Uh, the Crosses at Glen Rock, that's between uh, Glen Rock and, and uh, Douglas in the mountains south of Glen Rock. My folks were real good friends with the Crosses. I have to tell you a story about one of the stepsons of the, of the uh, Cross people. He was married to one of the Cross girls. And I couldn't remember his name when I tried to think of it. But he was a, an, an old cowboy and uh, quite a character. A little bit on the drunken side most of the time. <laughs> and when Bill and Don were just little kids, we went somewhere and this fellow was there. And Don, Bill's younger brother, had a sack of candy and this fellow grabbed the sack of candy away from Don. Don hauled off and hit him right in the kneecap with his fist. <laughs> and it surprised the old boy so much that he dropped the candy. But his favorite story, whenever you met this old cowboy, the first thing he wanted to tell you was how he fell in the creek at the whorehouse. <laughs> And it sounded like it was going to be a rather racy story. But it turns out that he was going home to the ranch in the mountains south of, uh, of Douglas in his pickup and the, there was a flood on one of the little creeks he had to cross. And this little creek crossed the road right near Art Hoare's house. <laughs> but the old cowboy missed the bridge and went into the creek. <laughs> and his family members came along looking for him when he didn't get home and found his pickup in the creek, all the doors open, and they spent a good deal of time searching up and down the creek for his body. He had hitchhiked back to town and was in the bar. <laughs> Another ranch that you may or may not have heard of was the Hornbuckle Ranch. That was north of Douglas, out there on the flats. Dick, Ho uh, Dick uh, Hornbuckle was a good friend of my father, and they, they rodeoed together quite a bit. Dick Hornbuckle was the uh, champion of Frontier Days in Cheyenne, and one of the early... Uh, rodeos there about 1909 as I recall. Uh, years later I f would go out to the Hornbuckle Ranch and land on a, a land an airplane on top of a ridge 
above the house and give both young Dick Hornbuckle and his wife flying lessons. And they eventually bought an airplane because it was a long, dirt, rough road into Casper or Douglas. And they found that when they had to send her in for groceries, it was easier if she could take off and fly an airplane in, get the groceries, and fly them home. <laughs> Another ranch that I was familiar with was the Razorville Irvin place. That was at Yuva, close to Yuva. Whether this was the same Irvin as uh, involved in the Oklahoma ranch, I was not able to determine. I don't remember. Carrie Hurst, large ranch at Glenrock. Hurst, or um, Carey Brothers, Governor Carey, Senator Carey owned that one. It's now owned by a family who uh, have a, one of the big insurance companies out of Omaha. Bosworth Ranch, that was a big ranch at uh, the little town of Bosworth. Does everybody know where Bosworth is? It's on, the, on Old Highway 30, uh, later uh, 80, and then when they put in uh, the new 80, it uh, went on west toward uh, Elk Mountain, so it misses it now. Frank Bosler was kind of a character. I would guess him to be about my age. But he would get into uh, the bank in Laramie for quite a bit of money. And they'd start pressing him to pay it off and threatening to foreclose. And Frank would get on a an airplane and go back east somewhere and come back with a big sack of money and pay them off. <laughs> and then it would start all over again. Uh, Tishmaker de Billier Ranch at Yuva. Uh, after uh, the H at uh, Yuva was sold and my folks moved to town and after I finished high school, my folks leased the Tishmaker de Billier Ranch at Yuva. And it's just maybe a half a mile from the ranch buildings into where the town of Yuva was. Yuva no longer exists. There's nothing there any, uh, now. At one time, it was a, a kind of an interesting little town and, and pretty good size. It was there long before Wheatland started. When I was a little kid, there was a general store, a dance hall, a cafe, a two-story schoolhouse, a depot, and a, uh, several residences where uh, railroad workers lived. And uh, as I recall, three or four residences. Not too many years ago, a friend of mine wanted to see Yuva. I had talked about it quite a bit, and he wanted to see it. So I drove him out there. And we drove up to where the railroad tracks entered the, what was at that time the town and stopped and I said, well, there it is right ahead of us. We were just looking out on Bald Prairie. There were two or three old, pretty well dried up, withered trees where some of the residences had been. And I said, well, there it is. There's you. He looked at it a minute and he said, are you sure we're in the right place? <laughs> uh, when I was a little kid, some of our neighbors, some other ranches that we were interested in were 
the Whalen place, which was the one that my dad had as his own personal place when he worked at the H. The Shepherds, uh, Billy Shepherd was the contractor who put up the hay in the summer on the H Ranch. There was a Yates Ranch on the other side of the Laramie River, and Yates at one time had been the uh, U.S. Marshal in that area. And there was quite a lar large family of Yates. Uh, it's now occupied by Chris's, the Chris family, and Myrtle Chris, the, the uh, mother, and, and uh, she's now deceased, was a Yates. On down a little further was the Blake place. The Blakes, uh, I don't know too much about them. Uh, one of the girls was in high school when I was. Uh, they owned a hotel in Wheatland. And on further down was uh, the Mullins and McCormick's and that Scissors that I have mentioned. And those are all now under the reservoir out of Guernsey. Uh, let's see if I had anything else here. I think that's about all I have to talk about. Anybody have any questions or anything? I'll try and make up something. <laughs> Does, uh, the true that you talked about having the land, is that the same true that's in the oil company? L.A.K., yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah same family. You're talking um, about making them cubes. I made a lot of cubes, pardon? A cubes, for that L.A.K. I used to have a cake machine. Oh. Made cattle cubes. Mm -hmm. yeah. You, you wrestled with some of the trues, didn't you? Yeah, you? Deemer. I went to, Deemer was a year ahead of me in school. Or <clears throat> Did uh, any of your ranches get up into the Fiddleback country? Uh, the Fiddleback ranch? Right? Oh, yeah, Cheyenne. Fiddleback. Yeah, I, sh I should have mentioned the Fiddleback. Hmm. It's out of, uh, it's north of uh, of uh, Douglas a little way. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I know a guy took me by there years ago, but... Uh, yeah. The buildings are pretty much all the same as they were when they built them. Uh, and I don't think they had electricity to it either. At one time, that was owned by a fellow that I worked for at Laramie. He had owned the Fiddleback a long time ago. And later, he was in Laramie and had the radio station and also operated a, a flying service out at the airport, and I, I did flying for him when he was there. How about the Key Line Ranch? Is that getting um, into your territory or not? Yeah, I remember it, but I don't know anything about it. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're primarily, I think, from about uh, Highway 450 North, somewhere up in that country. Mm -hmm. Key Lines, yeah. Key mm -hmm. Lines. And of course, I didn't have any familiarity. I wasn't familiar at all with ranches up in this area. Right, I didn't think yeah. you'd probably come that far north. I'll have to throw back, maybe. Those shepherds you mentioned, uh, were they related to the shepherds down there by Midwest where we lived? No, no. This was Davy Shepherd. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, he had one, one brother. Frank, and I don't, I don't know whatever became of Frank. Davy uh, later w had a filling station in Cody for a number of years. Yeah. Uh, his, his wife just died here three or four months ago. Hmm. One, of the, one of the daughters notified me that she had died. Mm 
His kids were the ones that always looked like Elmer Fudd with their ears. Yeah, the great big ears and stuff. <laughs> I was little. Do <laughs> so you think maybe that Swan Ranch came as far as up this way? Pardon? The Swan Ranch? Yeah. You think that was that, that big a ranch? Wow. That was at, at Chugwater. Wasn't Tom Horn... Um, well, he that, was, yes, he was involved ranch? in that area. Yeah. From there, all up and down that, that range of the, of the mountains, over into the, uh, what we call the Laramie Plains, okay. between Laramie and Bosler and uh, uh, over toward Rollins. Yeah, Wheatland just had a huge fire when we were going to Denver over toward that Bosner, well, it actually was in the Baltic Mountain in the Medicine Bow, and I think it was up 32,000 miles, or uh, acres when we came home. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. When you say McMurray, I think, owns quite a bit of that. Yeah, I, would be, I wouldn't be surprised what they have a lot of it now. I think that's all I have to say. Well, Good job. Very nice.